now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a very special episode of the Seventh Rounders. This is the 824 episode. Uh, Y'all know the number by now, but we got to start out the show with it. Uh, just devastating news in the you know NBA realm, not even in the sports world, in the world in general. The passing of legendary Hooper Kobe Bryant. Um, not a lot to say that hasn't already been said. You know, the three of us obviously devastated, um, and it's just it's tough because even. We'll talk about me for a second. Growing up a Kings fan, you know, I hated the Lakers. You know, I never rooted for Kobe Bryant. I never rooted for any Lakers, any Clippers, any Warriors, any Suns. But, man, you just got to respect everything that Kobe Bryant did for the game, both on and off the court. It was an absolute privilege to watch him play night in and night out over his long, I don't know how many years, but NBA career. And, uh... It's something that that'll sting for quite some time, and uh, there's not a lot of positives that you can take from it. But it's just a good chance to really reflect on, you know, his career both on and off the court, and what he did for the game of basketball, and uh, what he did off the court as well, and you know, some of the relationships he de- developed with a lot of NBA personalities and such uh, after his retirement a couple of years ago. Um, that's really all I have on it. I'd like to open it up to these t- two gentlemen, both John Athin Clemens and Connor Felia Powers. Um, boys, what do you have for me? Uh, I mean, it was just, it was sad, man. I was working on Sunday and I, uh, I saw the first tweet pop up from uh, TMZ. Obviously, my initial reaction was the same as everyone else's. So, I, I mean, I thought the news was fake. Uh, for me, Kobe was, you know, one of those bigger than life people felt like he was almost invincible. So the fact that uh, a guy like him can, uh, you know, die tragically like that really opens your eyes, makes you realize, you know, how, uh, how finite, uh, life is and whatnot, but, uh, it's just absolutely devastating. And, um, the fact that his, uh, his daughter and, you know, the teammates families were on there as well. <clears throat> Just really, uh, really sucks. Uh, I know people have talked uh, to me in the past, older people, about you know the day JFK or, or MLK was uh, assassinated, and I can honestly say this is the first day of my life where I I legitimately felt like I I couldn't do anything, didn't want to do anything. Um, you know, world really just stopped for a second. It was pretty crazy to experience and just following the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's gonna take a while to get over though. Yeah, you know, last week was a tricky one. It was, it was uh, one of the tougher weeks I think I've ever had. So I'll quick plug before I'll move to Kobe. Shout out. So I lost a couple of Renaissance men in my life last week. Uh, grandfather passed away. Guy was an umpire forever. Want to give a shout out to him, Al Rushi. One of the kindest men you'll ever have the pleasure of meeting. Um, really one of the reasons I got into baseball from Pittsburgh my roots for the Pirates, being a Pirates fan, lie there. So I want to say shout out him. He lived a full life um, up in his 90s. So, you know, 
that one was tough. And then, you know, a few days later, had a great weekend with the guys, Mike and Anthony in Philly. Uh, we'll get to that later. I want to focus on Kobe now. Um, but it's a moment you, you won't forget where you're at. You're going to always remember where you're at when Kobe died. I will never forget that. Saw it. Um, Powers, you actually informed us. You broke the news to myself and I broke it to Mike and Anthony. Uh, we were on the streets of Philly, right ahead of Penn Alley, right after we had made a uh, a reservation in axe throwing place. And you send the text, and I'm like, this can't be real. I saw TMZ. I was like, there's no way. Um, and then I think I was on my phone for the next 50 minutes refreshing Twitter. Uh, and it still doesn't feel real. So, you know, Kobe ultimately is the reason why I like basketball, why I first got into it. First jersey I got was Kobe. Um, rec basketball, I definitely was, was number 24, um, whenever I had the chance in rec basketball. Travel um, basketball, too. Yeah, travel basketball, too. So, <clears throat> it, it's, like you said, it still doesn't feel real. Um, if we recorded, like, Monday or Tuesday this week, I probably would have been crying. At least I've had some time now to think a little bit. Um, it's unbelievable. The worst part is his daughter was on the, on the helicopter. I mean, she was going to be literally the next him. You know, um, just dominant women's college, women's college basketball, WNBA. She was going to be the next stud, carry on his legacy. Can't imagine what the family's going through. That's the worst part. You saw it anytime you see a video. I can't even watch. I have a tough time watching the videos where he talks about his family and his daughter more because they're so sad. You, I've never seen a more glowing smile in my life than, than those. Than when he's talking about his family, the first thing he does when he goes up to people would be asked, how, how are the kids? It, it fucking sucks. It really does. So. Um, just to be torn, you know, ripped from us the age of 41, he didn't live. A, he, he honestly, he probably for, for the average person lived millions of full lives, but he, he was just getting started on, on the, uh, you know, post NBA, the second half of his life, really. So it, it fucking sucks. Um, but it's a good moment, you know, and the only positive I can draw trying to trying to draw anything from it is. You know, changes your perspective on things, really kind of got to cherish, make the most of every day more, reach out to people, appreciate everything and just live, live like him. So that's that's all I got about that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, and, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know when it'll feel real, but, you know, got to just change your mindset after thing like that. Yeah. And uh, before we get into the uh, the chunk of the episode, we're going to we're just going to take uh, 24 seconds of uh, silence here. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, and and that was I, that was unprompted, Connor. Thank you for that. That was absolutely necessary. He deserves the full 24. You could have gone with eight. I like that you gave him 24. He deserved that. He deserved that. I mean, if I start talking, I can talk for hours about it. I'm just trying to cut myself off. Well, get, John, so. let's go quickly. Just our fondest memories of Kobe. And I'll start. Um, and it would be his last game for me. I, I don't. I'll watch NBA games, but I'm not going to sit here and say I watch a lot of games start to finish unless it's the Kings. 
But Kobe's last games, you know, a few years ago, I watched that whole thing from start to finish and just the atmosphere, everything leading up to it with all the, you know, big name people in the house for that game and watching them literally take like if I took 60, like however many shots he took in that game, if I took that many, I'd literally be in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, if I took 22 for 50 by the 50th shot, I wouldn't be able to get the ball like halfway to the rim. Uh, that was just absolutely incredible. And like, no one saw that coming. And that's just something, even if you're by yourself, you're standing up, just absolutely going crazy. So that was, you know, one of my most fond memories of Kobe. Yeah. And I, I rewatched that game, uh, on Monday when they re-aired it, I watched it start to finish. I also saw it when it originally happened. Uh, easily my favorite Kobe moment because it's honestly one of my favorite NBA moments uh, of all time. But my guy was he was working for these baskets like he was. I was shocked that uh, yeah. he was able to play. He played like 36 minutes that night or something like that. His Just teammates weren't warrior. giving him any help either. They were actually useless. Well, There's three out there. You gotta watch. If you watch the game, they literally pass it to him almost immediately after they touch it every time. And then D'Angelo Russell, like, he had a couple stretches that uh, he went off. The thing that really shocked me rewatching that, I can't believe Roy Hibbert was the center of that Lakers team. Roy Hibbert was on that team. D'Angelo Russell, Larry Nance, Julius Randle. It was a a really wild Lakers team. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. And they were like, it was like the worst team in franchise history. And then he just went for 60 his last game. Yeah, I remember uh, laying in bed in uh, Green Crossing, Columbia, South Carolina, first housing complex after uh, freshman year when you were required to live on uh, on campus, and staying up way too late just in awe. That was an unbelievable 60-point effort. Um, I think, though, his 81-point game in 2006 is one of the oldest sports memories and most like just biggest sports moments I remember from way back then. It's crazy to think that's 14 years ago now. Um, can never forget the uh, the Matt Barnes pass in the fake the fake pass at Kobe doesn't flinch. That's just a lasting image you have. Whether the angle been a little bit different doesn't matter. That's iconic. That's an iconic moment. But I mean, he, an absolute warrior. For some reason, people would doubt him, especially early in his career. They thought Shaq. You know, there's so many moments, dude. He had a couple of crazy dunks, too. Like, I'm pretty sure he posterized Steve Nash one time. Dunk Uh, contest, his second season, lights it up. I mean, I wasn't even really, like, comprehensive at the time. I was so (laughs) young. Just watching highlights back through over the years, unbelievable. Uh, Youngest, youngest, what was he? Was it the season he was the youngest um, player to score basket his rookie year in the the league? Yeah, and he was also the youngest all-star, I believe, ever. He was like, I think he was an all-star as a 19-year-old. And it still feels like he's underappreciated by, like, just in conversation. Like, it's phenomenal all around. Can't pick, can't pick enough moments. It's yeah. really, uh, for me, eye-opening how many players uh, in this NBA kind of, I don't know, like, resemble their game around them in the sense that, like they they put clips together. Obviously, there's been yeah. tons of clips lately. But like Tatum, for example, 
you look at some of Tatum's highlights, they pair it with Kobe's, like, one off each other. And, like, these guys literally model their game after Kobe. And you don't see that a lot. You know, Kobe's known for modeling a lot of his game off of Jordan. But you see there's tons of guys in today's NBA that literally model their game exactly after Kobe. You know, um, Tatum being one. You have guys like Buddy Heal that in a sense that is bad, but try to model their game after Kobe. And it's just, you don't really think about that until something of, of this magnitude happens. And it's, it's really cool to see. You know, I thought of my new favorite moment after thinking again, I, you, you, your long winded answer there gave me some time making the free throws on the torn Achilles. Okay. Epic moment. I mean, Epic moment. Jesus Christ, dude, that is a testament literally to, to his mentality and his whole career is, is making, Two free throws on a torn Achilles. I mean, ah, anyway. Um, but he, you can tell, he's he, everyone who plays the game was grieving so hard because he touched, like, he, he, he influenced them in some way. They didn't even have to meet him. You didn't have to meet him. The craziest thing to me was so that, many. that, like, the soccer players over in Europe were, yeah. like, honoring him. Nick Kyrgios wore a Kobe jersey out before the Australian Open match. Like, this guy was a global superhero. Literally an icon. Like, it sucks. Uh, Yeah, it just sucks. But we should, uh, we'll we'll lighten up the episode a little bit. Chad's back with some some fun facts, I believe. We want to get into that. We don't really know. Yeah, we think John... uh, (laughs) John nicely uh, reminded him before the show, and he claims to have pulled some up. I'll give Chad some time to think here because I'll tell you what. I'm feeling a little bit of extra pressure on this episode here. Hopefully, um, I can deliver on expectations. A lot of murmurs at happy hour, work happy hour tonight. The podcast came up I'm ready to go, boys. I'm ready to go. Many times. So I'm feeling like this is a playoff atmosphere for me tonight. I'm feeling (laughs) – I feel like I'm I'm right in the middle of the field, 50-yard line coin toss right now by the way we're taking tails super bowl bet coin toss prop we love tails um but that's what i feel like i'm, I'm in the the middle of the field on a logo right now it feels really good yeah you should parlay which team's gonna win the coin toss with tails could be a gnarly payout i don't know if you can do that <laughs> i don't either but <laughs> It'd be pretty nuts. Anyway, all I right chad, I, what do we chad got? Enough, I hope i gave chad enough time to uh i'm ready and John, you hey, uh, you're it. leading three to two right now. No. I'll let you. Am I? Yeah, you are. I'll let you right. kick or receive. It's up oh, to that's you. Right. I am winning, like usual. Um, I will kick. Okay. So, number one, Babe Ruth. No, I'm sorry, Yogi Berra played 18 seasons with the Yankees. How many World Series did he win? Shad with this is Luke Derrick. Okay. Um, Quick I'm gonna I'm gonna go with six. I'm gonna go with five. It just feels good. Thirteen. Yeah, I actually thought that I guessed season. way too low. Yeah. Wow, dude. So the Yankees are kind of fraudulent ever since like the twenties. Yeah, that's why it's bullshit when a Yankees fan tells me, "Oh, we can't be six. Like, 
What? We have like, I think they have two or three since I've been alive. Two, I think. Let me relax. That's fraudulent. Well, hey, at least they're not the Pirates who have a $43 million pair <laughs> billion dollar owner. That guy sucks, dude. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out as far away from Pittsburgh as you can. What a nightmare. Marte is making $11 million this year. They trade him away for 19 I mean, come on. How can you, how can you, how can you argue that, like, how can you even, like, think that people will buy tickets and attend these games? I don't even know who's on the team. They, they're know. about to be, they're, they're trying, they're taking the Miami Marlins uh, approach. I have no idea. They just, they get, they get players good and then they get rid of them, like the Miami Marlins. It's garbage, dude. It's such a, I'm in a friggin' crisis with my favorite teams. It's so bad. South Carolina hoops tonight. Big game against Arkansas. They're going to need to do something. If they may, if they get in the tournament, my life changes. Chad, back to you with the fun facts. <laughs> okay. So there have been eight 60 home run seasons in baseball history. How many of those belong to Sammy Sosa? There's only been eight? Yep. <clears throat> so I'm up. Um, two. Three. It is three. Powers hits it on there. baby. Let's go. Clemens in the playoff atmosphere seems to be getting a little bit tight. Oh, you don't even see him. He's, he's gone. <laughs> Powers is taking the 4-3 lead. All right. Call up four, by the way, Chad. Good, good, good. All right. So, punters have the longest average NFL careers. Uh, how many years are their careers on average rounded to the nearest hundredth hundredth place hundredth place are you shitting me so we're going like point zero something not the tenths correct the hundredths all right um and you're looking for years in the league not age correct years how many years, years. did they play all right i'm gonna go 14.37 14.5. It's 4.87. Wow. wow. I'm so in Clemens' head right now. He's just all over the map. Oh, I was going to go even higher. I was prepared to go as high as 17. Yeah. I was thinking like six. I was so, you lowballed it, I thought. I really thought you lowballed it. <laughs> These fun facts are miserable, dude. These aren't fun. I'm having no fun. How so many? Stressed. All right. <laughs> How many dimples on a golf ball? Jeez, dude. Uh, 248. Uh, that was not Kobe. He almost said the answer before I went. Um, I'm going to go with 500. 336. Clemens gets one there. That one was for Kobe. We're back. Wait, wait, wait. What was the correct answer? 336. Oh, yeah. All right. Clemens wins that one. Let's go. Not by much, though. It is by a little bit. That's okay. The final question of the day. So. This, is, this would tie it. This would tie us through two weeks if I get it right. Keep in mind, this was as of the end of 2018. Okay. So, at that point. Miguel Cabrera was the only active player in the top 50 for career batting average. What was his career batting average? Uh, 50 in 2018. 319. Oh, that's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. 316. 
321. That was a really good guess. Dude, that was right where I was going to fall. I was, I was actually going to say 321, and I didn't. But, hey, I'll take it. This two weeks. Good wow. for him, dude. Good for him. Good for him. We're feeling good today. Um, so that brings the tally to six seven to four. Six to four, yes, that's correct. Six to four. All right. Um, well, we're going to move along into some Super Bowl coverage. Nothing too crazy to update. Uh, lines have remained relatively stable. Been some really fun props that have come up. We'll get into that today. Um, I still think Kyle Shanahan's going to poop his pants. So I'm Team Chiefs all the way here. Uh, I'm hoping the Mahomes dynasty starts off. Uh, any, any any thoughts after me today or et cetera for you guys? Um, I think John and I are both all in on the 49ers. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm well, still John's, in on, John, I'm, John's in a nice place because he's going to basically yeah. make money anyway this Super Bowl happens. Hopefully. So good on him. Well, you can. It depends whether you want to or not. It, it, it's, it, depends, it depends how many prop bets I take. Is what <laughs> That's what it's going to depend on. The Niners absolutely need to win, though. Um, I will definitely, you know, I, back on December 13th, took that. Uh, San Francisco four to one future bet. Really, really, really happy about it. Um, we'll hedge it a little bit, probably with Kansas City. Notice Kansas City is currently favored by a point. I can't remember what it was last week when we were talking about this. I think it was the same. They, they uh, were. Uh, yeah. I think they were one and a half, uh, maybe one. Uh, but yeah, it's been like pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I, I'm just so excited. This is this is literally the ideal Super Bowl matchup. This is everything I wanted. It's going to be a fun, fun game. Last year, last year was so awful. That was the worst Super Bowl I've watched in my lifetime. It was so boring. It was so was uninteresting. That, was that worse than the Broncos and the Seahawks one? First time around? Oh, that one was bad. That they one was bad like four, four to eight. That's that was true. blowout city, and then this one was just so boring, dude. I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so, but, John, oh. before we ahead. get into the prop bets, which are going to be fun, let's start out. I'd like to know some of your you know, fun things that you guys like to do on Super Bowl Sunday, whether they're traditions, whether you're starting it this year. What what do you have planned for this coming Sunday? Well, I've made it very clear that I need to be in an environment where cable is uh, is the viewing option. If I'm streaming the Super Bowl, get I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it. So I need to be in a cable environment. We do have a plan in place. I actually hosted last year and went with the streaming option. It was the worst thing ever. Um <laughs> Give me yeah, uh, honestly. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm getting away from pizza, dude. I don't know why. I'm getting away from it. It's a great pizza. Has become a much better thought than an actual product when you go ahead and throw it in your mouth. But uh, you gotta. Oh no. You, you John, can't dude, be off I pizza think you know what the, you know pizza what? is uh, amazing. You know I will die for pizza. You know what the problem is? This is totally the problem. This is here's why I'm out of pocket right now, dude. Charlotte is the is. If you think of the pizza capital of the world as New York, this is the opposite. There ain't nothing here. Benny's is pretty good, but it's expensive, and it's just one big pizza. If you don't have a group of hungry people, that is a huge waste of money. So it, so it, it sucks, dude. It sucks. No, like living down here, it's the only like really bad thing that's happened as a result of moving south is the pizza is so, so bad. It's like yeah, everyone thinks – The pizza gets thinks, worse than the fried chicken gets better. Dude. 
That's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, we have our, our wins and our losses. You can't win them all. But, I mean, people down here think that, like, friggin' Domino's is Jesus Christ sent from heaven. <laughs> it's the worst shit ever. It's a cardboard box. Pizza box. Hut, all that shit's terrible. People love it. I miss New York for the pizza. That's the big thing. So, but to answer your question, some Bud Lights, probably with a Panthers logo on them because that's what they have here. Um, and hopefully good vibes, dude. Ideally, I need a transition. Well, actually, never mind. I'm going to hold that thought. I'm going to pin that one. I uh, I just love all the hors d'oeuvres and the apps. You know, it's like the one time of the year you don't feel bad that your dinner consists of chicken wings, potato skins, Doritos. Uh, what else we got? French onion dip, uh, mozzarella buffalo, sticks. Buffalo chicken dip, dude. Buffalo chicken dip. I will be making that for for the party. I mean, We're actually hosting this year. We do have cable, fortunately. That is so crucial, dude. That's the most important thing. I would be so happy, as you're saying here, with just a spread of apps. Yes. My biggest thing is my Monday morning class got canceled. So I don't have class till 2. So that's just big to begin with. I honestly, I'm a big puppy bowl guy earlier in the day. <laughs> Uh, that gets me in the mood, gets the competitive juices flowing. And that's usually, I like to drink earlier because then that's when the pop, the prop bets start flying in. Like I have no regard for money at that point. They just start flying in. You just wake up the next day and you're like, why do I have a, a Venmo charge for $300? Yes. And you're like, oh, right. It's because the coin toss was heads. Exactly. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that ever again. <laughs> So let's get into props. Connor, do you have right. a list of prop bets? Yeah. All right. Props. Uh, and uh, we'll, you guys can hear me, I assume. I, I noticed a little glitch there for a second. Um, we'll just bounce around and uh, see what you guys are thinking. So we're going to start with the MVP of the game. Your favorites, Patrick Mahomes at plus 110. Jimmy G at plus 250. Monster at plus 850, Tyreek Hill at plus 1700, George Kittle at plus 1800, Kelsey at plus 2200, Damian Williams plus 2400, Debo Samuel plus 2400, and then Nick Bosa, first defensive player on the board at plus 3000. Round that out with Emmanuel Sanders and Sammy Watkins at plus 4500, and Tevin Coleman at plus 10, uh, plus 5000, I should say. Any of those stick out to you? If you'd like a different player, I can read off their odds. It is worse than plus uh, 1,000. I um, I am on the 49ers train, but if I were thinking Kansas City, I love the value for Kelsey, personally, at plus yeah. 2,200, I think you said. Yep. Um, Dude, where are you seeing these odds? Jesus Christ. Mine are I so am worse. currently on FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, th those are not what I'm seeing. Okay. <laughs> John and I are officially boycotting FanDuel Sportsbook for multitude of reasons. Um, from a San Francisco perspective, the Moster is probably the way I'm going to go here. Uh, seeing as though I think San Francisco is going to win, I just I think it's going to be the run game. I don't think it'll Dude. be G personally. The amount of different like just like options of. Score in the first six minutes and 30 seconds. How is this a tab, dude? I can't navigate this. It's too much. It's too much. 
I do anyway. want to say there is a uh, before John gives his thought. Um, there's literally guys listed on here at plus fifty thousand that I've never heard of. Tarvarius Moore, Jordan Matthews plus fifty thousand. If you're feeling really, I didn't even know he was uh, in the league. <laughs> I thought the Eagles was the end of the line for him this year. Um, I mean, I'm trying to find it on this other one. It doesn't really. It, it doesn't really matter. Um. If I'm going, I, I'm on Kelsey with you. If, if I'm going Kansas City, I, Mahomes. I mean, he's he's negative odds, which is kind of wild. But um, dude, if I'm if I'm on the Niners, you can call this bias. I'm going Debo. Give me Debo Samuel. Like I was looking at that too big. at plus twenty four hundred. I don't even I think, think it's crazy. I could, see him, I could see him scoring a couple of times, and I don't think Jimmy G will win MVP like that. I could see Debo scoring air or ground. Um, I think I there's. I think Bosa at three thousand. I think there's if he gets like I don't even hate it. Yeah. If he gets like two sacks and forces a fumble and they win, he'll. I mean, there's a good shot he wins that. Yeah. I I have something that just uh, this is the most scariest, dangerous thing I've seen oh, in God. terms of betting. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Cross sports props for the Super Bowl. Chat. Yeah. Listen to this. Bet. You, okay. What what so the spread is one, is one and a half. So George Kittle receptions is minus one and a half against Brooks Kepka fourth round birdies. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I saw, I saw. And Kepka's plus one and a half is plus 150. There's a little bit of value on that, I think. I saw a bet earlier today. It was, uh, it was Emmanuel Sanders, I think, over, over four and a half receptions and Joe Biden to win the Democratic uh, oh primary, and it was a parlay. And I was like, just... it's like, what Like, what are you doing betting on that? You're just, you want to lose money at that point. You literally okay. just, you don't like money. You like being broke. Okay, so now I'm going to run through. I'm going to run through this list. I'm going to pick, I'm, I'm just going to pick like five. Okay. The five most ridiculous ones. Starting now, we won't go that top one. So here's the first one. 76ers first quarter points is two and a half point underdogs to Jimmy Garoppolo's pass attempts in the game. I like 76ers points. Yeah, that's that's two and a half. Yeah, I think that's. I think Garoppolo is only going to throw like twenty four times. If the Sixers can get to thirty points in that first, that's a lock. Yeah, it's a lock it in. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like where you guys' heads are at. Now, this one's an interesting line. <laughs> now, this one's an interesting line. Luka Doncic is minus four and a half point total against the Kansas City Chiefs point total for the entire game. Luka Doncic is minus four and a half in this category. So, if Luka puts up 30, they'd um, I like the Chiefs total. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys are both on the Chiefs. Yeah. You seem like bets that I might actually want to take. <laughs> They're pretty interesting, dude. <laughs> this is why they put them on there, because we're doing a deep dive into, like, the, the now corners. This, now, this the one, now, this one is freaking <laughs> absurd, dude. This one is nuts. This one's going to require a lot of attention to detail. Okay. The longest touchdown 
in terms of yardage in the Super Bowl is a one and a half point underdog to James Harden's points, rebounds, and assists total combined. The longest touchdown in the Super Bowl is a one and a half point dog to James Harden's points, rebound, assist total. All right, so you have to Harden points, rebounds, assists. They're so playing. To, Houston plays the Rockets. I should say for the Luke for Luka Doncic. I apologize wait, for not saying this earlier. They're playing the how, Hawks. How is Houston playing the Rockets? Excuse me. Houston is playing the Pelicans. Okay. Um. So you have to think that Harden. He usually puts up. I want to say around right around sixty in the points, rebounds, assists, and he's favored by one and a half. You said. Yes. Do I think there's going to be a 59-yard touchdown is what it comes Dude, down to. And I do. I, I think there I is have, going to be a longer touchdown than that. I have come up with the key to defeating these bets just now. You need to calculate the more controllable element. So that for this one, you calculate the one that makes more sense. You look at, you know, what is Harden going to average on a typical night? Like you said, like, you know, 50? Perhaps? I think 35, 5, and, then and you compare, 5. And then you compare the more ridiculous one. Yeah, I th- I'm going to go with the touchdown. I think they're going to have a touchdown longer than 60 yards. And Chad, what do you want? Oh, God, I think he's 45 total. I, I like I like the Harden number more. Okay, okay. And I'm not guessing on any of this. This is for you guys. I'm, I'm going to run this back next week. I'm going to let you know how you did. So that was three. I got two left yeah. as I get Listen, down this. That was exciting. This, exciting. this is exciting. I love this one. I love this one so much. I love this one so much. I love this one so much. All right, you ready? Patrick Mahomes, gross pass yards, which is just total pass yards, okay. is minus 75 and a half against the point total in the Bucks suns game. Patrick Mahomes' total pass yards is minus 75 and a half compared to the Suns Bucks game total for points. Suns Bucks game I'll put the it'll probably be around 224. No, nah, so. I bet it'll be higher. I'll bet it's around 230 regardless. I I I think Mahomes goes over regardless. Yeah, I think Mahomes. The boys are taking each of them taking a fat 75 and a half points spread here for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude and we're gonna wrap up with the most ridiculous bet i have ever seen in my whole life this one is absolutely out of pocket this one is so ridiculous that i'm going to have to take it the chiefs net yards this is your net yardage so you take your pluses your minuses your net yardage total is a 79 and a half point underdog Against the state of New York college basketball team's total combined points on February second. Do we know how many of them play? Absolutely insane. Yes, we do. The the New York, the state of New York college basketball teams that will be playing on February second are Iona, Manhattan, Niagara, St. John's, Marist, Canisius, and Siena. That is seven teams. They have a 79-point advantage on point total compared to the Chiefs' net yardage. Folks, what do you think about this one? I have a concussion thinking about it. 
All right, so let's say 60, so seven times. No, nah, you got to go higher than that. You're low-balling it. Go, go 70. Seven times safe. 65, dude. Seven times 65. Seven times 70 is 490. And they're favored by 79. Now, you know net yard is going to include those kick returns, punt returns, stuff like that, too. Um, no. Give me New York basketball. I, I'll go with the Chiefs. Give me New York basketball. Wow. 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 It's 79 half point spread. I can't wait to run these back. This is going to be really fun to reflect on. Folks, I mean, honest to God, I, I, I had a tough time picking five there. There are so many, so many just ridiculous bets. Like, this is nuts, dude. This is nuts. So, Connor, do you want to give us some of the the basic ones that uh, the folks yeah, at home will I, actually well, have I heard did, of? I did. I did. I did want to touch on the Gatorade color. So uh, right now, clear or right now, red is winning at plus three hundred on Fanduel. Oh wow, purple. I actually take that back. Purple has moved to plus one fifty, and this is why I wanted to talk about. It. I saw somewhere that the purple line opened up at. 12 to 1 and it has since shifted all the way down to plus 150 if you're better like john and i chat a little bit you know sharp money's coming in on purple right now odds are being adjusted i don't know if there's some insider info there i'm not going to be personally betting on it purple something to keep an eye on they are the current favorite at plus 150 red at plus 300 clear or water and yellow slash green slash lime at plus 325 those are two separate options Blue at plus 400, orange at plus 500. Will you guys be dabbling on this at all? Blue plus 400 all day. You know, I have taken the uh, I have taken the Gatorade prop every year, or I should say the last two years. Um, I'm trying to find it currently. I can't find it. But I'm going to take, give me, what was Red's odds? Red plus three hundred. Give me, give me red for plus three hundred. Both teams are red for some reason. That just feels right. Yeah, I don't hate that reasoning. I really don't. I'm now looking at some of the player props. Um, Patrick Mahomes over under three hundred point five yards passing yards. I like the over. How much? Three hundred point five passing yards for Mahomes. I like the over. I I do as well. Jimmy Garoppolo over two forty and a half passing yards. Over. I like the I like the under because I think they're going to win. To win, they're going to need to run the ball down their throat. So under twenty two, whatever you said. I like the over there. Interesting and surprisingly or not unsurprisingly George Kittle and Travis Kelsey both over under set at 74 and a half which tight end is more likely to go over I would say Kelsey I would say Kittle no I would say Kelsey I don't want to say yeah <laughs> I would say Kelsey all right uh I wanted to find the uh the length of the anthem unfortunately I cannot find that what's the um, heads or tails at Heads and tails, they're both piece. at minus 10. I have 103 on FanDuel, but yeah, they're usually going to be 110 or 120. Yeah. Uh, I'm all over tails. That one's a lock. Give me heads. 
Tails might be my lock of the night. Prop bet lock of the night. And before we move on to our break and talk about a little hoops, XFL future odds have I saw been those. released. I would like to share those with you and our audience. The Dallas Renegades, I don't know who's on their team. I honestly have not done enough research. I apologize. Dallas Renegades are the favorites at plus 300. New York Guardians, I know they have Aaron Murray as their starting quarterback, former UGA guy. They are, are not uh, Murray, sorry, uh, Matt McGloin, former Penn State guy starting for them. They are plus 375. Los Angeles Wildcats and Tampa Bay Vipers at plus 500. The D.C. Defenders at plus 700. Houston Roughnecks, sick name, at plus 900. Then the Seattle Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks, both at plus 1,000. Give me the D.C. Defenders, led by Cot Dale Jones, all day. Give me... Shit. Um, Can you even remember a team? The New York team. I'm also on the New York Guardians. I'm on the New York Guardians because you know they're they're my home team. I'll be a, I'll be a New York Guardians XFL fan. I'll probably go to a couple games at MetLife. We'll see. Okay. I also wanted to make an announcement. I am locking in two plays right now, two prop bets because I love them. I love them. Uh, Debo Samuel. Get him while you're hot. Debo Sam because I'll forget about it if I don't do now. Debo Samuel over 15 and a half rush yards for a unit. I think that's a, a very easy play. And then Debo to score is plus 150 to score a touchdown. I'm taking both. I really especially love that uh, that rush yards. Hopefully we'll cancel out the touchdown when he doesn't score. I, uh, I should also share that after last week's episode, I went ahead and as predicted, I was suckered into taking the over. I am on the over 54 uh, unit yep. play. I told you guys it was going to happen. I just decided to get it out of the way. There's just no way I could justify betting on the under yeah. this game. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You got to do what you got to do. I think we need to do now, try to forecast the game, each of us here. You have one minute. Give a prediction. You get to brag if yours is really close, like I've done the past you know, few weeks on several games. Who wants yeah, to I'll lead start, off? I'll, I'll start off. Um, so here's how it's going to go. Uh, John is going to win that first bet. It's going to be tails on the uh, the coin toss. So congratulations there, John. Uh Niners will defer. They will stop the Chiefs initially, first few drives. I do think Niners score first. They'll be up uh, 7 nothing, potentially 10 nothing. Chiefs battle back. I think Niners hold a slight lead at the half. Second half, I think it's a dogfight. Ultimately, Pat Mahomes ends up with the ball last, and I think the Chiefs end up winning by somewhere in the 4-7 to seven range. And Chad Messier here. Uh, coin flip. It is going, going. It's heads. Breaks America's heart to start it off. Uh, and with that, the Chiefs win the toss. And they will receive. So they start first drive, go down, touchdown, 7 nothing Chiefs. We go a couple drives with no score. We end the first quarter at 7-3 Chiefs. Interesting feel them out type of game. hee <laughs> We go into the second quarter. Most start rips off a nice 61-yard run to put him in the red zone. Jimmy G finds Debo Samuel for a touchdown to make it 10-7. There we go. Chiefs move down the field 10-10 midway through the second. 
turnover, a Jimmy G interception leads to a Patrick Mahomes to Damian Williams out of the backfield touchdown, making it 17, 10 at half all momentum with the chiefs come out in the second half, San Francisco punts to start. And then it's the Nick Bosa show. He sacks Patty Mahomes on first and second down brings up a third in 42 and the chiefs wind up punting. San Francisco gets it back. Mostart rips off an 82-yard run to bring them to the seven-yard line. They score a touchdown to make it 17-17. No scoring the rest of the game until the end when the legend of Jimmy G comes alive. He leads them on an 11-play, 82-yard drive where they score a touchdown with 93 seconds left to take a 24-17 lead. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball back and ultimately throws an interception to end it. 24-17, San Francisco are your Super Bowl champions. That was well well over a minute. A um, <laughs> lot, lot more, I mean, excellent detail if that happens. Like, well done, really well done. Um, Tails is going to be the head toss win- or the coin toss winner. I would say San Francisco is going to win that toss. They're going to defer. They they've seen Kansas City. Kansas City is a, a they've been a second half team a lot of the the playoffs recent weeks. Um, really kind of put teams away in the second half. So they're going to let Patty Mahomes get the ball first. If if they can stop him, they're going to feel really really confident. I think they do. Um, Debo Samuel is going to get the first touchdown. I think it'll be a little lower scoring in that first half. I'm looking uh, right around like the I don't know. 21 to 27 range in terms of total points at that point. But I think Kansas City is going to end up uh, scoring on their first drive in the second half. They're not going to get the ball first in this current prediction. Uh, Ultimately, I'm going to say 49ers win 31-30. They get a crucial turnover towards the end of the game. It's not going to be a pick. It's going to be a fumble. Someone's going to fumble the ball, Kansas City. I got a feeling someone's going to just punch it out of Kelsey's arm. Minute and a half left. Niners are going to win 31-30. I hope so, dude. I need an excited <laughs> game like that. I just really was predicting like my ideal, what I would like to be watching Sunday. I'm excited. I just want it to be this a good most, game, man. Yeah. This this is one of the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl. Usually when that happens, it's pretty terrible. So hopefully it's not a blowout. Ah, we'll see. We uh, hopefully we got some uh, some entertainment coming from the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, we're going to take a quick break word from our producer, AJ, and we'll be back. Welcome back for a little basketball talk with the boys. AJ, thank you. We love you. We got to get AJ back on the pod. God, I miss him. It's a cute little face. He's a beauty. He is absolute beauty. Um, not, you know, it's just, we've said all we can about AJ. He's, He's a man. He's a myth. He's a legend. He's a mother. He's a nurturer. He's everything. So we love you, AJ. Keep doing you. But yeah, basketball talk with the boys. I think John wanted to start us off with his experience. Yeah. Rob, was that your first NBA game you've attended? No, no. The Hornets are in town here. I've been to a Sixers game. I actually have been to a Sixers game when I was really young. Vaguely remember it, or was it? A, it was a Magic. I don't really know. I think the Magic played the Sixers, but it was in Orlando. Um. So my buddy, shout out first of all, 
I rarely, I never had someone really hook me up in the way that sir, father, a guest of the show, a friend of the show, a listener, a valued teammate, uh, the ace, absolute plug city. Little, uh, first of all, I bought the tickets. We were up in the, well, so is it Wells Fargo Arena or Wells Fargo Center, Connor? Help me out. Center. So. Wells Fargo Center. That could be wrong. We'll fact check later. Um, you know what? I'm going to back up even further. Xfinity Live outside of the arena, outside of Citizens Bank Park, outside of the link. That place is unbelievable. You've been there, right, Connor? Xfinity that Live. That place is so amazing, dude. I can't even. It's like a. It, it's just like a wonderland for drunks. I mean. You got PBR, so you got this bar with a bull ride. You got right outside of it. Literally, I ate one, of, and we're back on the pizza. I was so happy to be back, dude. This this makes it made me love it again. Honestly, I had one of the best slices of pizza in my life in the Xfinity Live. Lorenzo's, fantastic. Um, the lounge areas. Me and me and Ace, we did get kicked. Sorry, not not Ace. Me and Mike, we did get kicked out of some high top seats for being part of the restaurant. I said to Mike going in, I said they can kick us out. God, they moved quick. We were we sat for probably four and a half seconds before we got booted. Um, a lot of lounges, big TVs, dude. I mean, it had everything. Three dollar Coors Light after the game. I mean, it, it literally had everything. But anyway, get to the game. We're up in the the the. It's called the assembly room up top. <clears throat> Basically, it's just a big sports book. Flat screen TVs everywhere. Nice bars, dude. Some lounge areas up there too. We get there early. The ace lets us in an hour before, like the the regulars get in up there. Um, so we're chilling, we get like, we, we get to our pick of the seats. So we're, we're there's like rail seating. So you got to get there early. You got to like, if you get there, you know, when the regulars do, you got to run up. So, you so we're like right in the middle on the rail, far right behind us, games right behind us. But then we had these halftime, half court pa- or full court, full court, half, I don't know what I'm saying. Halftime, <laughs> halftime court passes. So we get down there. I thought, well, I thought it was tunnel. So I thought we weren't even leaving the tunnel. I thought we were just going to see him like run out on the court. But, dude, they, they bring us out there. I was like right in front of the Lakers bench. LeBron was sitting in the seat a little while ago. I was fired up. <clears throat> and then, you know, the guys start coming out. So Dwight Howard's first. Anthony Davis comes out. He's got a big knuckle coming my way. So I, I hit up knucks here with <laughs> twice the size of mine. Massive human being. And then LeBron comes, dude. The, the security guy's going to try. He's trying to shush us out of there. We go, me and Mike go. No. So we stay. And LeBron comes out like five seconds later. We're like, we're just going to, you know, whatever. So we get in line, dude. I touch his arm. He's not trying to high five no one, but I touch his arm. It was a moment. We had a moment. So I touch LeBron. It's not a big deal or anything at all. <clears throat> yeah. We also saw we also saw Gucci Mane in the tunnel. That was completely unexpected. He's, we were like, Gucci. And he's like, what's up, guys? So we talked to Gucci. He's pretty hype. He had about $5 million worth of jewelry on that night. Nice blue mink. I want a blue mink now after seeing that. Why do you think they always rap about him? Check. Can you pull off a mink? Ayo, ayo, ayo. Chad's just not even focused right now. He's lost interest in the conversation. <laughs> I did. And then, long story short, fourth quarter, we get upgraded. Row one behind the Sixers bench. That was unbelievable. Great night. Great night all around. Um, the news the next day sucked. But, yeah. So, that was – and, and the reason I say that, because that was notable, dude. That was the best sporting event experience I've ever had in 24 years. Phenomenal. So shout out to Ace. Can't say enough. I wanted to ask you guys, what is your best sporting event experience that you've been a part of? 
like attended, you know, you all, know what I'm all, all of my good ones just get drowned out by the potential and what could have been Super Bowl 51. Like, it, I just I truly don't have one because I, I had already locked that one in as my favorite sports memory and it just didn't fucking happen. Um, aside from that, watching Duke win the national championship in 2009 in Indianapolis against Butler with my dad was pretty notable. That was a pretty sick game. It's the game that Gordon Hayward, uh, missed the half court shot, which yep. everyone thought was going in. Great game, That's a good great one. final four. So I, I would probably say that one is my number one right now. That's a good one. Mine is between, uh, Super Bowl 50 between the Panthers and the Broncos, Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl W. Uh, no no dog in the fight, but just the whole experience, that whole weekend, the game was absolutely electric. Cam Newton was atrocious, but still an experience. <laughs> wow. uh, and then I would say the game 2016, Ohio State-Michigan, double overtime. Curtis Samuels sweeped the left touchdown. I lost feeling in my body, fell, <laughs> multiple bleacher rows trying to make it to the field, didn't wind up making it to the field. Um, so th- that's probably my top two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's good to get to those, good to have connections. Uh, yes, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, yeah, that's absolutely everything. And you know what's cool? I I actually realized this relatively recently. We're, like, getting to the point in our life where, like, our connections are starting to, like, work out, you know? Like, now if you know someone, you can actually, like, do something with a connection. It's not just like, oh, you know, hit me up in, like, 10 years when you're, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Because, yeah, I have some friends that are in, like, ticket sales, too. It's pretty dope. Any connection you can get to sports. Uh, and the under in the James game does not so hit, and John is sad. That's all right. Let's get into some more hoops now. We're going to do a new segment, true or false, for you boys. Uh, just a couple of them that I have on the top of my head right now. We'll start. Uh, this will be mainly college basketball, but here we go. True or false, the ACC will get no more than four teams into the tournament this year. False. Quick false. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go false as well. I think uh, one of the powerhouses like UVA or, or someone else will end up sneaking in. So right Maybe. now, the top four in the ACC are Louisville, Duke, Florida State, and Virginia. They wow. all have so Duke, Louisville, and Florida State are all 17 and three overall. Duke and Florida State are seven and two in conference. Louisville eight and one. Those three teams are lock a lock for the tournament. Fourth is Virginia at fourteen and six. They are six and four in the ACC. Fifth is Syracuse at thirteen and eight, six and four in the ACC. And then following that are two teams, NC State and Virginia Tech, who are both fourteen and seven and five and five in the ACC. Yeah, for me, I, I think there's no doubt. I know Virginia's been a little disappointing. There's no doubt that they will be in there. Um, and then I'm very, very confident that either one of Virginia Tech, NC State, Pittsburgh, or Syracuse, at least one of those teams will also make it in. No doubt. Easily more than four. Okay. Number two, true or false? True or false? Coach K is a grumpy old man. I think so. False. Here's 
false. Dude, I, I, those, I, that I, was a great moment yesterday. Dude, great I, I'm moment. pretty sure I, I saw something, too. I got a text. can't remember who sent a text. Um, Jay, it, was, it was Jay Robert Drew or someone. Um, that he was just shaken, so really shaken still by Kobe. And that's probably why he could have acted out of line, too. Um, because Capel is a, a Duke guy. So, I don't know. That could have been a moment. I, does been, anyone uh, know what they were chanting? Yes, no they idea. were chanting, uh, Capel, sit with us. <clears throat> See, you know, if it was like Capel fucking sucks or something like that, I could understand Coach K reacting the way he did, but they weren't like... Well, after the, after, after the game, Coach K apologized and said he overreacted, so... Uh, and said that the, someone told him what the students were chanting, and he said he had uh, misheard them. So I, I don't know how, what you want to, if you want to take that with a grain of salt or not. But uh, people were saying that he had like, you know, some PTSD, PTSD type moment thinking of Kobe during that whole thing. That's been said multiple times. So um, I think it is possible. It's just kind of, a, I wasn't watching the game, but I saw the video, and I was just kind of like, whoa. I'm. I saw a funny tweet though. It's like it said something about how those kids have never been yelled at like that in their yeah, lives. Yeah, I saw that. Which yeah. is yeah. probably true. Facts. Big facts. So yeah, it's the Kobe moment. I uh, Vanessa Bryant released her first public statement. Uh, literally just now. Um, I read it. I just read it. It's beautiful. Uh, she posts on Instagram. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I mean, people can go read it if they want. But just, again, truly really heartbreaking. Um, she seems like she's, you know, handling it about as well as she could, saying that, uh, you know, they got to wake up and, and keep trying to push because of Kobe. So, you know, hopefully the sun shines through soon enough. But just wanted to share that as I got the news. Good. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Number three, true or false, the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in America at this moment. False. Big 10 is the best basketball conference. State that a question again. I was looking at the post. The Big 12 is the best basketball conference in America at the moment. So the Big 12 currently has Baylor at one, Kansas at three, West Virginia at 12, and that looks like about it. And LSU at – no, LSU's SEC. That's it in the top 25. Dude, it's tough because they, they've got the meat. They have a lot of meat on their bone, you know. They, they've only got three teams, but it's three quality, quality teams. Connor mentioned the Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten's got six teams ranked. None of them are higher than 14. Um so that's a lot of quantity. It's, it's, it's really, there's a lot of teams there. It's tough. I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking in my head. I'm going with the Big 12. Okay. Because they have 1, 3, and 12. Those are all, every team they have ranked is ranked higher than six Big 10 teams. So, and I think the middle of college basketball, which I would consider like literally like 15 to 40, is so, so close. It doesn't even matter. Okay. And the last one I have lined up right now is Villanova. True or false, Villanova will make the Elite Eight. Villanova uh, is currently ranked eighth at 17-3 and three and 7-1 and one in conference. 
True times a million. I actually am on. I I think Villanova <laughs> is the team as of right now. I'm taking to win it all. John, I couldn't agree more. Villanova is the team is the team I'm false. taking to win it all right now. So the answer false. is true. Lead eight's a lock. False. I'll say it again. False. They don't get to the elite eight. Why? They're raw. They're not that talented of a team. They're really not. They don't have a great roster. I mean, they they smoked St. John's last night in the Garden. St. John's is terrible. They they have a couple good wins against Butler. That was a good win. Um, I believe they also beat uh, Kansas. I think they beat Kansas. They did. They beat fairly, Kansas. Fairly they beat Providence they did. on the road. They beat Butler. Uh, I mean, Providence isn't anything to write home about. Decent Georgetown, win. Listen, they're a good Georgetown. team. They're a good team. They're going to make a run like always because Jay Wright's a great coach. I just think when it comes to a, a Sweet 16 game, I don't think they're going to have the talent to get them through. They're, they're saving grace. They're a great defensive team, the games I've watched them. So, I mean, we'll see. But I just think there's so many teams that are like on Nova's tier that it's really going to come down to just luck and matchups at that point. Okay. Okay. Well, give me Jay Wright because Jay Wright's phenomenal. He's a handsome devil. <laughs> All right, and Villanova always gets better as the season goes on too. They are going. They, I, they're good. They're my pick. So let's take a look at a few upcoming games. It's you know hard to do for us because of when we record, and a lot of these lines aren't out yet. Um, but there are some decent games this weekend. So let's take a look, and we'll start out. Uh, we'll give John a shout-out with this one, 3.30 on Saturday. The Gamecocks are home against Missouri. Gamecocks are 11-8. and eight. Missouri is 10-10. and 10. What are you guys seeing with this one? I think this line will be right around South Carolina minus 8 or so. Yeah, South Carolina got a ton of respect tonight. They were only, uh, I believe, 6.5-point dogs to Arkansas. And Arkansas, let me accurately state their record. Arkansas is a very solid team. Arkansas is a good team this year. Arkansas with, uh, Eric 15, Musselman. They're 15 and 4. I have no idea why they're not ranked, but Carolina on the road was only six and a half point dogs. As of this moment, recording with 11 minutes left in the first half, they're actually up 14 7 early. So go, Cox. Um, I like South Carolina to cover here. I actually, and this is not just me speaking because I went there. I think that they're a little bit of a dangerous team right now, the way they've been playing in conference. Um, every, really, ever since they lost to Stetson, which is one of the worst losses in college basketball as a whole all year. <laughs> um, but since that loss, it was kind of kicking the keister. They've been playing a lot better. Beat Kentucky. Um, that was obviously the notable one. But I, if they beat Arkansas on the road, that's a huge win tonight. And I love that going into Missouri with a lot of momentum. Okay. So I think I have a better way of doing this to make it more exciting. Um, we're going to look at the biggest games on Saturday, but instead of, uh, guessing against the spread, let's predict what the lines will be. And then we can come back next week and see how we, how we, how good we are at being Vegas. So we'll go back. Uh, the first game of the day, I just had to give John a little sympathy there. Go with South Carolina. You gave me a chance to talk, dude. It was nice. Yeah. At 11 a.m., it is number 10 Seton Hall at 15 and four, at home against Xavier, who is 13 and seven. I'll start us off. I think this line will be closer than the records and rankings indicate. I will go. Seton Hall will be a five-point favorite. 
I am going to go next because I spoke first. I'm going to say Seton Hall minus eight and a half. 11 a.m. is super exciting. Is If Gus Johnson's on the call at 11 a.m., I do not need a call. This is a Fox game. So. Yeah, he is Fox. I, uh, I think you Fox. guys both had very solid guesses. I'm going to middle it, and I think it's going to be Seton Hall minus six and a half. Okay. Okay. Next, we'll move just an hour later at noon. We have number eight Villanova at home at 17 and three against Creighton, a sneaky good Creighton at 16 and five. Connor, let you'll start the guessing. Nova's at home. Correct. I think it's going to be Nova minus eight and a half. Okay, I have. I think it'll be Nova minus 11. Wow. Nova minus seven. Okay. I feel like they're not getting much respect this year. One of the better ACC games of the day at two o'clock. This is an ESPN game. We have North Carolina State at home at 14 and seven against number six, Louisville, 17 and three. John, start us off. Um, Give me NC Snow. Give me Louisville minus four. Connor, go ahead. Um, can you can you reiterate the matchup for me, please? It is NC State at home at fourteen and seven against Louisville, who is seventeen and three, ranked sixth in the country. I know what Connor got distracted by. That was a little preview of the Louisville BC game tonight. Yeah, I just want to say, Chad, just was it my fault? I don't know how long the TV's been on in the background, folks. You've been listening to that. I'm sorry. Um, Chad here Chad here has been just frustrating, uncoachable. Um, I'm embarrassed. I'm extremely embarrassed. I'm going to take Connor, Luke Louisville. How long were we listening to that? Listen, I honestly was just thinking about that, and I don't know if I just, like, assumed it was one of you talking and I didn't notice it or if he had just recently unmuted it, but it somehow just I, it just stuck out to me. Sorry, but boys. I hadn't I, noticed it for, like, the last that's five honestly, <laughs> that's I don't have any idea how long that was on. That could have been on the whole time. People could have turned off the episode within four minutes when they heard that on. I have no idea. I didn't hear it, so maybe we're going to be at the point where here now people are going to be like, oh, let me listen back and see if you can hear we're all going to find out together. I find it very likely that'll happen. All right, Chad, for the last time, I'm going to need that matchup one last time. All right, it's we have Louisville and NC State at home at 14 and 7 against Louisville, 17 and 3. Oh, it's going to be Louisville minus 7.5. Okay, I had Louisville minus 4 is my guess. I have Louisville minus 5. And we keep going down, going down at 4 o'clock. We have Virginia Tech at home at 14-7, and seven, a solid Virginia Tech team, against Florida State, who came off a loss to Virginia at 17-3. and three. I think um, it will be Florida State minus one and a half. Okay. Connor? I'll go Florida State minus two. Florida State minus two and a half. Box of men. <laughs> wow. 
let's hope it's minus two. All right, moving on to 6 o'clock, our only ranked matchup of the day. We have Auburn at home at 18-2, and two, ranked 17th in the country against Kentucky, who was 16-4, ranked 13th. Connor, start us. I think it's going to be Kentucky minus three. I'm going to say it's going to be Auburn minus three. I think it'll be Auburn minus one. All right, guys. And finally, the nightcap, the 8 o'clock game. We have Syracuse at 13-8 and eight at home against Duke, who is 17-3. John Stardust. I, I just want to say before we start, I don't care what the spread is, just take Syracuse. I think they cover against Duke almost every single time. I think it's going to be Duke minus 7. I think Duke minus 5. I think you guys are so off on this one. I'm going to go Duke minus 12. Interesting. Connor was right, though. Take Syracuse. Syracuse is bad. Syracuse has the best player in the ACC, so let's just relax a little bit. Buddy? (laughs) No. Elijah Hughes. Do you know there's only two players in the last 20 years that have averaged 24 and 4 in college basketball? One of them being Markel Fultz. And right now, Elijah Hughes is averaging 19.5 points, five rebounds, and four assists a game. So if he can get that scoring up a little bit, he'll be the third player in the last 20 years. Elijah Hughes. Yeah, he's chucking, like, takes, like, 20 shots a game, too. So inefficient. Chad, you kind of look like Buddy Bayheim. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy's actually hot as a pistol right now. Just hot as a pistol. Any NBA stuff we want to talk about? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, not really. I mean, these dudes, these dudes have just been like barely playing since uh, Kobe's death. We'll uh, we'll get back in the NBA after the Super Bowl. NBA's in that lull period, anyways, where people are just gearing up for the All Star Weekend, uh, regardless. So we'll get into that later. College NHL, hoops should be getting good here. NHL Skinner's back. You know, Sabers minus one ninety favorite yesterday, home against the Senators, blown out, five two loss. Get back on the horse. Eichel, keep doing your thing, baby. Guy's a magician, Chad. He is. He is. And with that, we'll sail off into the sunset with Kobe on our shoulders. We love you, number 24, number 8. We will talk to you all next week. Good night. Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.